mining robots have already powered up their weapons and actuators. Critical hit. What do you got for me? 19 points of damage. What? Jesus. The USB goes in. The robot falls inert. Summoning robots to kill you. An enormous drill array uh, punches through. Were one of these huge drills to impact, it would be certain death. Sparks. <laughs> you finally managed to purge the AI central cortex. Um, but I do want to know the location of that broadcast. Point of origin seems to be coming from the lowest level of the mining complex. Welcome, one and all, to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us on our space adventure. I'm John. I'll be the GM for this game. Uh, and I'm Brent. I'm playing uh, Sparks, the Soki mechanic. I'm Tom. I'm playing Lycos 9, the Solarian android. I don't think my chances are good today. You did take a pretty big hit last time. I am Kerr Silvana, a Vesk soldier. Who also took a pretty big hit. Uh, I'm Jessica. I'm playing Noemi Domash, a Lashunta Technomancer and captain of this motley band. <laughs> All right, so the elevator goes down the shaft, again, slower than you'd like, kind of ominously slow. And as it descends towards the basement, uh, Sparks, you feel that kind of stinging, static ache in the back of your head where your exocortex is. Yeah, I really don't like that. Should I... Would that be like computers or something to know if it's better for me to turn that off? Because if that goes haywire, like that seems, since it's plugged into my brain, seems like a bad thing. You Your safeguards are enough where if something were to kind of catastrophically go bad, it would automatically shut itself down. Okay. Um, so you don't really have to worry about it. It's just kind of like a, a niggling pain. Okay. Because even though my laser rifle only does one damage, <laughs> usually, I don't know if me going crazy, like said robots... You know, seems like a good thing. Please don't. Yeah, well, I'm doing my best. Yeah, I'd right. rather you didn't. Yeah. The elevator eventually lands at the the bottom of the shaft, and then the doors slide open. All right, I'm prepared with my pistol and my flashlight. Yes, I am also covering the door. Good idea. Okay, yeah. so outside the... My boat of light renders your flashlight useless. That's fine. I... Me and Flashy are real close. <laughs> Outside of the elevator door, as it opens up, you can see directly across from you a heavy blast doors outside of the the main generator room. Uh, to your right, you know to be the doors to the life support system. And then the corridor extends to the left, where it splits, going to the artificial gravity generator and the another large mine excavation. Sparks, do you have any inkling as to where we might want to head? That is a great question that I can answer when I finish pulling up the map that I know I have on here somewhere. Oh, also looking around, the artificial gravity plates seem to kind of be fluctuating. Um, even as you're kind of just standing here, you feel sort of a slightly nauseating kind of shift in, in gravity <laughs> amounts, and the lights have all like just one. gone out. Okay. That was the AI core, right? We're on zero? Zero. We're on zero. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's one. Okay, so it's that one, and that's the elevator. So perhaps the artificial gravity is the uh, place to go if things are going haywire with the gravity. Well, they've been doing that, right? Or is it doing it worse than... It's worse down here. It is worse down here. Um, yeah, I guess we can check that out. Everything seems worse down here. <laughs> Tell me about it. Fair. Everything seems worse down here. Wise guy. 
All right. Um, yeah, let's do the let's do the gravity thing. Okay. You head over there, and the blast doors to the artificial gravity chamber uh, seem are seem to be stuck shut. the The console to open them has gone like haywire, and all this got is this static kind of pouring across the the console interface. Uh, could I roll engineering to like jury pull bypass the panel and jury rig it? Uh, yeah, go for it. Ooh, that's a nat 20 for a total of 31. All right. <laughs> Good session start. If he fails that, then you set that DC way too high. No, it's, <laughs> that's, that's just fine. Crushed it. Um, In fact, all doors on the level are open, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, solved the quest. <laughs> Done. Congratulations, you Ding. solved my locked yeah. door puzzle. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so, yes, the you managed to override the door locally, and it slides open. A massive piece of machinery dominates this room. It has a clear, shielded sphere that spans about 50 feet. Inside the sphere swirls a vortex of energy around a central mode of inky blackness. The control console shows a wash of static. Okay. Do I know anything about what that black stuff is? Make a either mysticism or physical science test. Physical science with a nat one. In a row. Can I see if I can see what it is with mysticism? Yeah. No, that's a nine. A nine? Um, you neither of you are familiar with the no shit. the the, <laughs> me, the workings of the gravity generator. Okay, you said mysticism, isn't that your bag? No, never mind. <laughs> don't suppose you have any insights? Not at all. All right. Well, don't know what the hell that is. Uh, not knowing what it is probably doesn't help with trying to fix this thing. I would imagine. And um, you hit it. If you have, do you have some sort of like a scanning tool or anything like that? Uh, um, it says I have kind of a, well, the part of the mechanic thing is that you have a toolkit that basically counts as having whatever you need for oh. whatever you're trying to do. So okay. I imagine somewhere in there. Then uh, you can make a perception or computer use check, or everyone can, if you'd like to try to locate the source of the interference uh, okay. that's going on down here. Give it that computer check for 16. 20. Perception well. 13. Oh, you're not? Okay. You don't no, have to. <laughs> 15 perception. All right. So as you, the, a lot of you kind of search the room between your kind of keen eyes, uh, the flashies aid and... Uh, well, that's computers, but... Oh, you're computers? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and your toolkit. The three of you kind of collectively come across a thick bundle of power conduits coming from the wall to the generator. And amidst them, you see a fist-sized transmitter clamped on top of one of the cables. I don't think that's supposed to be there. I think you're probably right. Can we remove it? I try to remove it. Oh boy, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe let's not jump to anything just yet. Um, would it be computers or engineering to know what it even is or what it's doing? We assume that it's the thing causing this, right? You recognize it as a transmitter. Okay. Um, it's I'll... kind of like it sort of has a almost like a bracelet kind of clasp on the the bottom end of it that's been clamped around this power cable. Okay. Um, presumably to siphon energy for to power itself okay because that was going to be my next question like is it better to remove it or try to power it down or there's like a interface port to it but otherwise it's all self-contained okay so probably try to remove it then you can okay engineering computers engineering would be appropriate engineering all right uh just in case this goes like the last one maybe somebody ought to watch the door I'm or on the it. Wall. I guess they came through the wall. They did last come through time, the wall so, last time. Yeah, never mind. I'll just be on watch. They should also be deactivated. Should. should. 
<laughs> I said should. I like the way they think. <laughs> All right, here goes. Ooh, uh, that's still going to be a 15. Make a reflex saving throw. Oh, great. Guess what's not my strong suit. Eight. As you pry the transmitter off of the power cable, there is an arc of electricity that kind of shoots from the, the bundle of conduits. Oh, this sounds like uh, One hard. of them kind of gives you a little singe for three points of damage. Oh, okay, not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. But still bad. Now, is it removed? It is removed. Okay. Uh, and oh, the, the interference clears up almost instantly, uh, as does your headache. Oh, good. <laughs> I guess you uh, guys figured out how I got my name now. <laughs> <laughs> as the interference clears up, you can see the lights all flicker back to life and then hold steady, illuminating the chamber clearly and effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gravity stops fluctuating as well and it becomes steady and standard. Okay. Does Did that fix... Did that fix everything? I don't know. Um, is there like a console or something nearby I can check on like other systems in the thing, make sure it's all kosher? Not, there's no like master systems console here. You can, if you walk over to the gravity generator, uh, it, the, the console screen is now showing like energy readouts and everything seems to be okay. Okay. All right. Uh, as far as I can tell, everything's all right. Was, was that what was controlling the robots? Uh, well, I think that was our friend back in the other room, but this thing seemed to be fiddling with whatever software he was running. All right. Do we want to check out the rest of this floor before we head back up? We should clear the area before we go back. Can we check out the transmitter for any, like, identifying signs? Like, oh, yeah, it has, VHI like, a logo or, or something on it that might tell us who put it here? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make a perception check to examine it. 17. Not 17. It's fucking space dogs. 14. <laughs> um, oh, the neighbor's dogs. Is that... Ca- it's catching on the microphone. It's catching it? on the mic a little bit, yeah. yeah. There's a kennel, like, way down the hall. <laughs> I'll go take care of it. Space kennel. <laughs> it's one of those little, like, canine robo-dog pets that's just, like, going nuts down the hallway. I just remember those ones that, like, when you were a kid, like, you'd go to, like, KB Toys, you'd be like, arf, arf, And arf, they would do arf, the backflip. flips. Yeah. <laughs> arf, 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 flip. <laughs> There doesn't seem to be any identifying marks on the the chassis of it. It's fairly Spartan. It's basically like a little metal box with this kind of clamp underneath uh-huh. it. Well, yeah, I mean, you install a spy transmitter, you're not exactly going to put your logo on it, right? Like, you might. Maybe. It didn't hurt to look. No, no, no. Is there's not like any like serial numbers or anything on it either? There's not. There is just like a an interface port. So if you wanted to sort of see what's inside of it, you can. Okay. Um, Do you want to plug in? plug into the thing that just screwed with the entire mining operation. Eh, uh, controlled environment. I'll take it with us. Alright, it's got an, it's got a like a light bulk to it, so don't worry oh, about okay. loading up on it. Cool. Okay, what else do you do? Alright, well we wanted to clear the the rest of the floor. So the closest thing is probably the, just the mining chamber. So do we want to go there first? Yeah, let's okay. go there and make sure there's nothing obviously wrong or something that stands out. Like an undead thing with a... Yeah, mm-hmm. mostly zombies. Those tend to stand out. Yeah. All right, um, so I'm looking at the map here. Where did we just go? We, so, that was the elevator. Yes, and then we were... See the the circle? That's, That's the, where we were. Okay. Well, are. And so then we're going to go to the, the mining chamber. Okay. 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 Now that the gravity has been re-engaged, rubble, minerals, and mining detritus is strewn all about this massive excavated chamber. Uh, In the 
ignited lights, you can see a trio of mining robots standing still and list lifeless in the, the center of the chamber, uh, having been disengaged. Let me get perception from everybody, please. Seven. Oof. Ten. Six. Ten. Okay. Um, we don't see shit. <laughs> I'm intensely yeah. interested on something that's unimportant. What's that? I'm intently interested on something that's unimportant. Uh, yeah, looking carefully at the robots, they don't seem to be becoming aggressive towards you. Um, but you do see the a, a trio of potential plasma cannons if you uh, <laughs> so desire. Well, we'd have to destroy and them. And get a little lucky. And we wouldn't get paid for them, would we? Nope. How much did we get paid for them again? 400 each. Yeah. For functioning robots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they need... Yeah. <laughs> do they need the parts that do their job? <sighs> Fine. Um, what else is around the room? Just mine stuff? Yeah, it looks like the there's like rubble and kind of bits of minerals sort of strewn all about. Hmm. Okay. Anything appear to be valuable? Like what, the giant iridium pile we found before? Uh, make another perception check as you... Uh, Kind of search a little more in depth. Eighteen. Me too. Uh, anyone who wants to. Ooh. Nineteen. Fifteen. Nine. All right. I'm uh, still very interested in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Kerr, as you guys are sort of sifting through the bits of like rubble and detritus, there, uh, you kind of nudge some rocks aside and see a clear, almost glass-like cylinder. That seems to be radiating a, a faint violet light. Is it radioactive as far as I can tell? Any kind of bad... Not as far as you can tell. Is okay. it the same lavender that was above the, the with the zombie symbols? It appears to be a similar shade, yes. I am going to immediately call the boss over. Because I don't want to touch it without having warned somebody first. So, boss, I think you should see this. That looks like the, the same... Uh colors those zombies were emitting it's partially you can only see like a, a portion of the the clear cylinder the rest is, is still embedded into a, a large piece of rock is it buried or is it just under rubble it seems like it's like buried in a piece of rock that has been kind of broken away uh, with a little with some tools you could be able to retrieve it from the rock the rock itself is about four feet and oblong do we want to power up one of these robots to help us excavate this Oh, you've, there's some like hand mining tools oh, okay. in the room yeah. as well. Fine. I guess we could do this analog style. Give it a try. Who wants to give it a go? I am sure. probably the most logical choice considering strength, but are we sure we want to dig up something that clearly had an effect on the people that were here? Lycos? <laughs> Does anybody know any checks to figure out what this thing <laughs> is? Mysticism? Uh, I am really not the person to be doing I mean, this. <laughs> you don't. I feel like I'm gonna be okay, but that's just me. You don't have enough of a, a oh, look, a look on okay. it to check it out. I All think right. Lycos should attempt to excavate it out, unless he has any uh, obli- uh, words that I can't remember right now. My brain mm-hmm. is objections. objections. Thank you. That's the O word I was looking for. Obligations. I'm like <laughs> obligations isn't right. the O word I wanted. All right, uh, engineering would be the appropriate check to uh, break it out there. Can I make that untrained? Uh, I'll allow it in this case. Three. Three? Okay. Uh-oh. 
thing if explodes. he fails, I will do it. All right. If he like he fails so hard that he it's not working yeah. for him, I'll do it. Yeah, he's having a hard time kind of getting a good angle with the the mining equipment. I am going to lend him a hand. Be careful, Kerr. Thank you. Seventeen yeah, engineering. Okay. You grab a with utmost caution. Yes. You grab a, a small kind of hand drill and are able to, after about twenty minutes of work, uh, break away the rocky covering of this thing. And now you get a good look at it. It's a cylinder about 18 inches by about 9 inches, kind of a capsule sized. Uh, on the top and bottom, you can see there are like metal caps, and the rest of it is uh, clear uh, crystal uh, that's transparent. Uh, inside, however, uh, you see what looks to be a human skull um, with a few kind of spiny bone spurs along the, the crown. Uh, there are a series of wires extending from the skull to the capsules on the top and bottom. Uh, and it looks like about every inch of the exposed bone of the skull uh, has been scrimshawed with eldritch runes. Okay, human skull. That bodes well. Can now I do a mysticism check? You may absolutely do a mysticism check. Ten. While there is clearly a necromantic aura around it, the particular kind of make and function of this relic mm -hmm. are unknown to you. Does anybody else have any ideas? Bury it again? What if we break it? Well, that could... I could be worse. What if we just... Uh, you said there's ruins on it? Yes, on the skull itself. What if we deface the ruins? I don't know. I attempt to deface the ruins. It's in a thing. Yeah, it's in a cylinder. Like you, It's inside. We... What's the cylinder made out of? It's made out of a clear crystal. I stab at the crystal with my... Uh, Solarian weapon. I'm going to back away. Yeah. We'll give him plenty of birth. AC-17. AC-17. Uh, your weapon impacts, but glances harmlessly off the crystal. Uh, there's not so much as a scuff. Hmm. Okay. Can we move the cylinder? Oh, yeah. It's not, it's like one bulk. It's only about uh, 18 inches by 9 inches or so. I have an idea. Let's throw it into the void of space. I can get behind this. Yeah, the downside... Space is huge. Space is huge, but maybe that's how this came to be here, mm. was someone else just kicked the proverbial can down the road. And? <laughs> Do you know how to handle this? Not yet, but... Uh, go ahead and make culture checks, everyone. We don't even know what it is. I, I'm not trained in it. I'm not either. either. I am. 14. 14, Okay. Randomly of the things I'm trained Of in. all the people to be trained in culture. You're the only one trained in the culture. The android is? Like the four-year-old android. Oh. I thought you were three. Three, sorry. <laughs> Trying to make yourself older. Uh, yeah, I He's think apparently that. wiser in this case. Maybe well, not I wise, am. maybe intelligent. Well, I am very much not wise. <laughs> I know your, your wisdom is your kind of dumb stat, but... All right, do you know that the within the Pact Worlds, the Eoxans are sort of the the go-to when it comes to necromancy. Their bone sages have been practicing necromantic arts for millennia. Um, perhaps either someone on an Absalom station can point you towards one, or you can make a, a contact if you want to find someone who's an expert on this type of technology. If this is an artifact or something, we could return it to whoever knows what it's for. Hmm. An artifact that makes zombies. Yeah. I never said it was a good artifact, but we don't know what it is, and we don't know what we can do with it, so we might as well find somebody who does. How close is, like, the nearest star? 
Oh, at the center of the the packed world system. How easy would it be to launch something into We're it? We're not launching it into the sun. <laughs> Star. I mean, it'd be a fairly. It, well, it is. It's the sun of the packed yeah, world system. It's referred to the there's, sun. There, there's one sun. Right. It's in in this setting. It's this one. Um, just like in our solar system, it's solar system because it's the sun. The sun. That's the sun in the Starfinder setting. Space. Yeah. But. To answer your question, maybe that wouldn't be that difficult. I'm the captain, and I'm saying we're not shooting it into the sun. It seems like the wisest thing to do with a clearly evil artifact. I'm supporting the captain. I thought you weren't very wise. <laughs> Shouldn't you be going along with our hairbrain scheme? <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between wisdom and stupidity. <laughs> All of John's hard preparation, you want to launch it into the sun. <laughs> star, whatever. The sun star. Well, let's just keep it safe for now. We, If we feel that we need to shoot it into the sun, then we can worry about that then. All right. Kerr, would you like to carry it? Sure, boss. All right, so Kerr's carrying it. Okay. <laughs> don't zombify me, don't zombify me, don't zombify me. <laughs> I keep my weapon at the ready in case it turns her into a zombie. Okay. Understood. And appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> so the facility seems to be clear. At least the ground floor does. Oh, uh, so what even do you... the other rooms? Yeah, you check out the life support system and the main generator, and both of them are empty of zombies and insane robots. Wait. Shouldn't there be kind of way fewer bodies and zombies than there should have been people on this station? Some of them evacuated, remember? Some some got out. Maybe not many, but some. Well, so how many have we encountered so far? About four, four. five? Five. Five. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, the fifth one that was in the computer room. Yeah. That's the one with the gun, oh, right? the overseer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the overseer was here, and four more. But we know there had to have been... I mean, we know maximum, what, there was six? You found two dozen... You found beds for a dozen. At least one of one of the lockboxes was unused. Um, so there probably was no more than 13 people here. Unless they shared beds. So we found about half of them. I can math. <laughs> You're an accountant. <laughs> All right. Why did you become an adventurer? <laughs> an, an accountant adventurer. <laughs> Maybe I was cooking the books. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you worry too much. All right. So, so back to the elevator then. Well, but if so, what are you suggesting? Where do you think that they are? I don't know. It just seemed a thing of concern that there would be missing bodies. Well, I mean, they could have. We. We smashed one in a door. It could have mm-hmm. gotten sucked out into the void of space. Do we they know how escaped. many people made it off the station? We yeah. saw on the tapes that people were evacuating, didn't we? You did. Oh, there's an idea. Um, and Spark starts running back towards the uh, security room that had all the monitors. Like, now that the staticky stuff isn't screwing with stuff, is yes. there, like, more information to be gleaned from that at all? The monitors that were showing static uh, now show cameras mm-hmm. basically showing the rest of the rest of the facility mm-hmm. um, through the cameras you don't see any insane robots or zombies um, the playback of the footage shows 
a number of miners escaping through the through the ships that they had on hand. Uh, okay. It looks like pretty much everyone's accounted for, um, okay. either via escaping or re-killing. There's your answer, folks. All right, so... We, we re-deaded them. Can we take an inventory of the number of robots that we left intact so that we know that we're getting paid the right amount? You can. So how many are... Did we leave... What? There were three downstairs. Three downstairs. All the ones that attacked you guys in the computer room. So... However many that was. There were two two, two big giant ones in the computer room. And then so we five. powered down with that USB. We powered down two more in the original room that we did the big fight. Was it two or three? Did you have to destroy one? I think one of I them destroyed one of them. Okay. You've taken four total to be inoperable. Uh, two of them you destroyed and two of them you plundered for parts. Okay. Mm. So we left seven intact? Uh, you left eight intact. Eight. eight intact. We might negotiate a little bit on those extra big ones. Those little... A little extra hazard pay, maybe? They were big. Ow. And and Lyco's 9 got domed. Oh, yeah. Are you looking after that? <laughs> I, I have one hit point, but I'm back to full stamina. Thank <laughs> we'll goodness for stamina. I'm probably hose, though. Well, if everything's accounted for here, we can head back to the ship and board the GEP and head back to... Absalom Station. Absalom Station. You can also contact uh, via. Oh, like, that's right. Via oh, yeah. like phones are a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I forget. You know, you get so used to like being back in like the medieval times. Yeah. You're like, let's send a raven, and it's yeah. like, oh wait, we throw a raven but out the of the airlock. Communication <laughs> is also a thing. Yeah, right. so oh, we're yeah. calming the employer. <laughs> Didn't we also have a secondary mission to? launch a or we picked up a briefcase that had been launched into space we had to deliver it somewhere you did not pick it up we did, did not. not pick it up no because we couldn't remember we were we were trying all sorts of ways to try to see if we could do both at the same time but there was no way because of the way space works <laughs> in this there's nothing that's on the way so no we haven't picked up a, a space briefcase not yet if we go back we might be still able to do that but we haven't done it yet hopefully it hasn't floated into the star so let's give. Uh, Her name starts with a T. Tirana? Tirna. Tirna. Void hammer a call. Okay. Little ringy ding. You you send a comm to her. Uh, there's no answer immediately. Uh, about 20 minutes later or so, a small uh, illusion of her appears in the the deck in front of you. She says, uh, "Can our ship do that?" I prefer to speak by sending circle across system. It just makes things so much easier. Uh, good news, I hope. Pretty good news, yeah. I mean, in the end. So we were able to... So good news first. We were able to uh, salvage 18 robots. They're still intact. Um, the mining operation seems to be up and running again. 18? Did you build me Eight. six robots? Eight. Oh, she's good with numbers. <laughs> I misspoke. Well, uh, it's not bad. Okay. Um, now on on the less good news side, uh, we did encounter some reanimated members of the crew here uh, that were previously deceased. Okay, uh, I wasn't expecting that to be part of the equation. Yeah, but... not many people expect these zombies around. What the hell were you mining in there, by the way? 
Well, iridium was what was found. There was also trace elements of uh, platinum and silver, but... Never seen platinum or silver do that. And nor I. Uh, you and your crew are all okay, then? Well, a couple of us got the business end of some drills, but you know. Well, that's what I'm paying you for. <laughs> to, to intentionally get hurt? No, to do dangerous jobs. Oh. But you and your crew are all alive? We're all intact, yes. Oh, that's good to hear. Mostly. And the facility is secure and safe? It is. Um, random question. Do you know, what is it, Ioxins? Is that what you called them? Sorry. Uh, yeah, Eoxins. Uh, Eoxins. EOX is the, the planet, Eox. We do believe we found an Eoxin artifact. Do you happen to know anything about that? Well, I know that anything found in that mine is property of Voidhammer Industries, so you're to leave it on the premises and I'll recover it when I arrive. I don't think that we can leave this here. Uh, we can bring it back to you at the Absalom station, though. Oh, I'm already en route. I had faith in your, your team's abilities. Uh, I'll be there within two days. Will you pay us for these days? We're losing business. What's your, I suppose, what's your, what do you charge for sitting around a, a mining asteroid? Well, we could be making quite a good amount of money if were we at Absalom Station. Um, what's a fair amount? For sitting on our asses? <laughs> no, just like what would for be like a per diem business loss? Because I, I, I don't have any sense yet of like what is a lot of credits and what's not a lot of credits. A million. A million's fair. <laughs> <laughs> she says, en uh, enjoy some R&R. &R. Uh, getting back to Absalom will be a, a short prospect once you depart the the station, uh, as, you, as of course you know. Uh, I'll kick in an extra 200 credits for your inconvenience. I know that your door is being kicked down when I contacted you, so I'm sure the uh, the people who are demanding your services will, will be able to wait. 200 credits per day seems fair. <laughs> she says uh, 250, and that's the best you'll get. Per day? No, for the total. <laughs> go, Jess, go! Get her. 250. All right. We can settle on that. Good. I'll see you shortly then. All right. So we get a couple days of R&R, &R, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two points back. Yeah, I was going to say, per day, it's one hit point, yeah? So well, I, I can restore resolve, hit points. How to resolve restore? I think we get it all back if we rested for two days. Yeah, Somebody no, open I, the page for hit points and resolve points because I don't know how to do this without looking it up. And there's nothing I can do with like a medicine or a for him engineering. I do have spending and regaining. Uh, I have medicine trained. If that's a rest fills up your resolve. Yeah, okay. so we're okay. resolve. And it, it fills up your stamina and yes. one hit point per day. Okay. So I go up two hit points. We're saying two days. Hold on. I think if you if all you do is rest, you get two hit points back. And if someone takes medical care for you, then you get more. If I do a medicine check on us too. That's what I'm checking. Yeah, I've got. Anybody good. else have hit? You took some hit points, didn't you? Uh, no, just the stamina. Oh, that's right. What about yeah. you? you? Nope. Okay. Just okay. Stamina. DC ten medicine check. Is the so make a medicine check? You got to be ten or more. You can't use a med patch on this. I have to roll a ten or higher. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's I mean, your... plus or with your bonus, whatever your bonus. Okay. 
15. 15? Okay, cool. Wait. So if all you're doing is resting and being healed, you recover three hit points per day. Nice. Per day? Um, yeah. So I'm back to full. Make check or just her making that check cover all of us? Her making that check covers all of you. Sweet. Everybody's back to full health, y'all. Awesome. Well, you get three per day, so yeah. maybe I'm it's just seven. Really? I have 11 hit points. Oh, that's, I forgot how hard you got hit. Yeah. That was a that was a thing. But your stamina's yeah. full. Yes. Yeah. You're doing pretty good now. And your resolve is full. I'm less likely to die in a fight. Hooray, <laughs> less likely. <laughs> All right. Uh, two day, about two days later, a pair of large ships uh, come to come into the the airlock and dock. Um, one's a a light cruiser, uh, outfitted with a bit of a fair bit of weaponry. Uh, it seems to be an escort ship. The other one is a like a, a hauling ship. Does um, the escort ship happen to be the Black Star? It's not. Okay. Um, both of them say. Have kind of a uh, a purplish and blue uh, color scheme on them, uh, and say prominently Voidhammer Industries across the the side. As they land, uh, Tirna emerges and kind of looks around the dock. She says, uh, "She sees the the gap there, and the a lot of you kind of waiting for her." Uh, from the hauler ship, a bunch of mining workers come out, basically wearing identical jumpsuits to the ones that the previous. Mining occupants did, but this one in the, decked out in the Voidhammer uh, color scheme. Um, now, Sparks, what was it about VHI? That Void was... Hammer Industries. No, I know, but... So that AI thing that I was talking to had a headband or something around its head that said VHI on it until we fixed it. And their uniforms are different. So this was probably not hers. Didn't she say she bought it in the state and needed it cleared out? Yeah, she had recently acquired it. Never mind. Acquired. <laughs> so it sounds like it was a hostile takeover. Or at least a helped along takeover. It I sounded think... pretty hostile. People died. I yeah. think we helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we just redeaded people. All right, so she kind of surveys the area and sees a lot of you, and her scowl turns in sort of a neutral expression. You get the feeling that's about as close as she comes to smiling. And she says... All right, thank you for waiting. Uh, would you prefer the creds in stick form or a account transfer? Uh, let's do a, a stick. All right, as you like. She basically goes into a, reaches into like a, a briefcase and takes out a handful of thousand cred uh, chits and then a few more smaller denomination. So your grand total here. Because I was say, our base was 4,000. Let me, let me do the uh, do the math here. Make sure she's. Uh... I will stand guard while Boss does the accounting. All right, seventy four fifty is your grand total there. And as we actually do actual accounting, this is the fun part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean whips out one of those like green visors and the old timey like paper. Like, <laughs> while they're doing this, I'm filling out my expense sheet. Okay. Yeah, she. Uh, <laughs> time card. She pays up fair and square. All right. And says. And where's this artifact that you recovered? Oh, can I retroactively have told her to say it disappeared? It was above the foreheads of the people, and now it's gone. Mm-hmm. Kerr can lie if Kerr wants. Yeah, you can. Well, but if you are not gonna back me up, I'm not gonna be a lie. <laughs> We've had two days to plan this lie. Can we retroactively do this? I'll allow a wisdom check to have uh, done this retroactively. Ooh, that's not my okay. 
Is it wise to lie to the megacorp? No, th- I would like have pitched this to you. So can you make a wisdom check? Because <laughs> no, I'm not any better than you Fine. My wisdom. No, five. No. Okay, so you're just now thinking of it. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. So um, when Brent's character says the VHI, when we see the stuff and kind of we make that connection, it, my guy just kind of goes, should have thrown it into space. <laughs> uh, Kurt, would you like to uh, show Tirna the artifact? I'll pull it out and hold it at my level. She sort of reaches up in your direction to Mama. so for you to hand it to her. I will pass it to her slowly. I feel like Kurt has like a low growl right there. <laughs> she examines it. Interesting, interesting. And you believe this is what reanimated the miners you had to kill? We suspect. Hmm. I'll have to get it investigated and appraised, but I have some contacts in that regard. Thank you for being so thorough. And honest. <laughs> Sorry, jeez. <laughs> There should be some additional reward for your, your forthrightness in this manner. Uh, and so I've opted to bring along a bit of uh, a bit of additional equipment on your behalf. Yeah. Um, I saw the sorry state of your vessel on its way out, and... Sparks oh, is very, very offended. <laughs> <laughs> little rat hairs and bristle. All right, you I'm, can... I, I just kind of nod. Fair acknowledgement. <laughs> I have eyes. You don't... <laughs> Don't insult me, but I'm here to make a make a bit of uh, improvement in that regard. So I brought with me some equipment. Call it a investment in our our future together. You've done a good job, and we're uh, I will look forward to dealing with Gordian solutions again should more problems arise. And I'm sure that you would give a good word to any and all of your friends. Yeah, he hands you like a stack of business cards. Like, tell your friends. <laughs> oh, of course. I know how recommendations and word of mouth can grow a small business or a small podcast. Uh, <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> you, you just work that one in there. No one noticed. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, of course, I'll be happy to. <clears throat> now, if you'll please, uh, once we finish outfitting your ship, if you'll please uh, be on your way, we have work to get to. We'll be happy to head back to Epsilon Station once this is, work is done. Verily. Or wherever. Um, just, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> she just but, wants a Scott. <laughs> so we're going to take a little kind of fade to black here real quick, as you guys have now reached level two. Yay! So we're going to kind of get off mic here, kind of behind the scenes. We're going to level up and re-outfit the GEP with a little bit of new gear. So we'll be back shortly. I mean, the listener's not going to notice, but... Uh, so we'll be back shortly with the sort of second act of today's adventure. Just put a little like music break in there so yeah. it feels like there was a gap. Bing, 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 bing. No, we have a theme song. What am I making music for? <laughs> All right. A gap for the gap. Theme song, but... A gap for the gap. Marco. Polo. All right. So now we're back and we've all leveled up to... Uh, we're going to go around the table real quick and just talk about some of the upgrades that we've got. So, Brent, why don't we go ahead and start with you? All right. So, for this level, Sparks gets an actual base attack bonus this time, which is going to come in handy quite often, I imagine. Yay. Uh, eight more skill points, which is great. Uh, so, I'm a little bit better at computers and engineering, all the stuff I'm supposed to be good at. And then I put a couple into stuff like stealth and survival and other 
you know, seemingly useful things that uh, I didn't have any points in before. Um, let's see, you got some extra hit points, stamina points, which is good, because I was pretty squishy. Uh, hopefully a little less so now. And then the big thing for me this level is something called a mechanic trick, uh, which, if I turn to that section, uh, is basically something that I learned how to either do or build or, you know, something like that that will help us uh, get through. So watching my companions here almost get cut in half or drilled through or shot with plasma cutters and all that inspired Sparks to go build a uh, shield generator, actually. So now I can have something called an energy shield, which is activating my custom rig to create an energy shield that provides me with a number of temporary hit points equal to my intelligence modifier plus my mechanic level. So nice, healthy little boost there. All right. Tom, how about you? What, do you, what does uh, Lycos 9 get for his second level? So the primary class ability I got is a new stellar manifestation. Uh, essentially, what my character can now do is, when he's attuned, coat his, or specifically when he's attuned Photon, he can have his weapon start dealing fire damage. It nice. doesn't actually give it new damage, it just makes it the fire damage type. Okay. Um, but I think it lets you attack against energy AC instead of kinetic AC, if I'm not mistaken. I think I can attack either. So, uh, that'll be interesting if we can determine, like, if something has a lower AC, then I can kind of go after the lower one. Um... I got a bunch of new skills, only five skill points, <laughs> but I, I invested more to spread him out a little bit, get him, getting him access to athletics and hilariously mysticism since he just established he wasn't into that this session, but now he is. Nice. Uh, he learned something from the skull or something or other. The only skill I already had that I advanced was piloting because that's my primary role. All right, Lisa, what did Kerr pick up for level two? Kerr has more hit points, more stamina points, uh, better base attack bonus. I only get four skills. Uh, I'm not it, the worst? You're not the worst. I'm uh, probably the worst with that one. I don't know about Jess, but... Uh, so I put it into things like perception, and actually, I put a point in piloting, so hopefully I'm actually useful on the ship. And the feat I picked for level two is the bodyguard combat feat, which allows me to add a plus two bonus to an adjacent ally, to their AC as a reaction. Nice. That's help that with your uh, sort of intended role there. Yes. And so Jess, how about you? All right. So Noemi, you know, the huge increased hit points, stamina points. I actually now have a, you know, base attack bonus of all of one. <gasps> um, I increased seven of my skills. I increased computers, diplomacy, engineering, mysticism, popular one. Uh, perception, sense motive, and stealth, since, you know, we need all the stealth we can get. Um, then for my spells, I added detect affliction, and, um, for my level one spell, I added overheat, which is a 2d8, like, cone of fire. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. And then for my magic hack, I decided to do energize spell. Which means once per day is a move action, I can use a battery or a weapon's power cell to power my spell casting, enabling me to cast one spell I know without using a spell slot. Oh, excellent. You can do a little bonus cast there. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, I can... I'm looking forward to that. And then as captain, we're going to go ahead and ask you to uh, just sort of summarize some of the upgrades we got to the, to the get, courtesy of Tierna Voidhammer. All right, so we increased our power core from Pulse Brown to Pulse Black, which allowed us to add some more items um, to our ship and, and improve some. So we have now S10 thrusters, so our speed is 10 instead of 8. 
um, we decided to add a high explosive missile launcher to the the front of our ship. Always a good decision. Uh, we doubled our shields from 20 to 40. Uh, we added an, well, we upgraded to an MK2 duo node to have a plus two bonus to two checks um, for our ship. And then we increased to an advanced mid-range sensor. All right. That plucky little vessel is looking a little more respectable here, I'd say. Still set. I'm sure the, the paint isn't any better, but, you know, when we put those shields up, you know, you can see less and less of, of the outside of the ship. All right. So what is your destination now that you're departing from the Ford Hammer Industries mining asteroid? Well, unless anybody else has any pressing places to go, I would think we would head back to the Absalom station. Perhaps find that gentleman that we were speaking to before about... Three cases uh, in space. The man about a case. Mm -hmm. All right, so you set your destination to, for Absalom Station, and the drift coordinates are on your side this time. It only takes you one day to get back there. Nice. So the, the next day, you're pulling into dock. Uh, docking arrangements are pretty standard. You have the right clearance and passcodes to get to your docking bay. You load down the GEP and... Take care of, take care of business. Uh, after covering expenses, uh, you still manage to pull in a net of sixty-five hundred uh, credits. Nice. Oh, and then speaking of credits, uh, you can make a computer's check if you want to try to unencrypt that cred stick. Ooh, sure do. Uh, that's going to be a twenty-three. Twenty-three. All right. You managed to <laughs> uh, break the passcode lock on that, so we're going to kick up an extra. Uh, Four, or sorry, an extra 200 credits in there. Hey. So, contribution? Uh, 6,700 for the, for the crew after expenses. And then, so is it, um, does that include, like, the lease on our yes. business? And, mm -hmm. Okay. So, paying bills. Yeah. Um, so everybody walks away with 1675. Nice. Write that down. How much is it? 1675. That Thank will you. take notes on. Um, so I have a question about that little transmitter thing that I said we kept. Okay. Um, is there a way... I want to try to, like, reverse engineer that if I can. Because that, you know, sort of electronic jamming kind of stuff, that seems like it'd be handy to have around. Okay. But I want to do it in such a way that I'm not going to, like, totally destroy all the electronics on our ship, say. So where do you want to do that? Um, so it seems like it'd be a good idea to have some sort of like Galactica style, like air gapped, you know, like not networked to anything, um, virtual machine probably, you know, something really, really isolated that I can try to like study what it does or how it works. Okay. Do you have a contact on Absalom who would be able to maybe point you towards that, something like that? Uh, I probably would i think okay well you do frequent that tavern the last light i think yeah I, i'm also trying to remember what backstory i gave you because i think i had a character that would kind of work for I, that but i can't remember you have a couple but one you're not on great terms with and the other one does you don't know where she is right that was it okay um i then, can consult the packs it might know all right who knows machine code better than robots sure androids whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. 
Did you feel anything funny when this thing was on? Nope. No? Not that John ever described. Interesting. Just me, huh? Okay. So, you make it back to Gordian Solutions, and you find there's a... You've got, like, a, a message on your inbox. Uh, it is a, a, text, a text document uh, from someone named uh, Karak Varin, who said the text document reads... Greetings, freelance problem solver. Uh, my name is Karak Varin, a envoy with the Starfinder Society. I make it a point to know everyone who is working in, in Absalom and kind of the freelance business, as the society rarely has a want for work for them. Uh, I'd like to make an arrangement and uh, have a few words if you have some time. And then at the bottom it says uh, Karak Varin, Starfinder Society, and his credentials. Once we land, I'm going to take the uh, transmitter and go meet up with the packs. Alright. I assume there's a way to contact this Karak Varin? Yeah, just reply. Okay. So I will reply that, you know, we are planning to be here for the next couple days, so please come at your convenience. Alright. Did you say Mafia? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Kur, are you doing anything once you get back to uh, the station? I'm reporting back to the boss for duty. Okay. Yeah, I plan on doing some shopping as well. We can do that. We're going to do that off camera. Off camera, but... Uh, and then, Sparks, how about you? Anything you're doing for uh, now that you're back on station? Uh, well, if he's going to go talk to this PAX thing, like, I'm going on. I'm check it out. Okay, sounds good. Uh, no, he can't. Oh, he cannot I... go with me. The, the... Unless I misremember what I wrote into it, uh... The PAX is meant to be more of like a rumor to anybody that's not an Android, which means that it probably doesn't have a lot of interaction. Well, it's up to you to determine otherwise, but... You did just describe that you are going to meet them specifically, so that might lend some credence, credence to, to their existence. Uh, but if you want to either... I'm not arguing that point, but... If, if you either want Lycos to basically say, like, no, you can't come with, or if you want it to sort of be a rude awakening when you both get there, that's up to you. Um... Yeah, no, uh, Lycos' initial, uh, I, I cannot take you in, in front of the packs. Um, it is not done. Oh, uh, alright, well, I don't want to step on anybody's toes here. I will bring back what I find out. Oh, much appreciated. Uh, in that case, it's off to the last light for me. <laughs> <laughs> alright, so, let's go ahead and start with Kerr and Noemi. So almost like within minutes, you get a text response back from uh, Karak saying, uh, yes, I can be at your coordinates within about uh, two hours. And then I'll respond, you know, look forward to seeing you then. Uh, excellent. Two hours later, into Gordian Solution walks a uh, male Sheeran with sort of a mottled green carapace. Uh, they're in, like insectoid, kind of locust looking. Um, he's wearing kind of a bit of nice station wear, uh, though certainly functu functional, with a number of kind of pouches and uh, belts on his person. Uh, he kind of head sort of darts almost a bit nervously around the room, and he takes one of his uh, long antennae and sort of runs it through his mandibles and kind of like seems to kind of like nibble on it uh, real quickly. Yeah, I uh, I, I'm working to uh, maintain my professionalism and not just want to I, I don't like Sharon. Mm -hmm. Oh. So I am I am Do I know this about you? 
I don't. I would assume it's well known that Lashunta don't really trust Shirin. Is they, it antenna envy? <laughs> no, they they don't. I think Thank it's you. the whole hive mind. They're very you, like distrustful. It's um, because the on the Lashunta homeworld, there's another insectoid race that they have a, a long-standing kind of combative relationship with. Ah, uh, that's right. Yes, we're Shirin's are the main exception. Yeah. We, we worry that the bugs may one day unite against us. So your initial reaction is, oh god, oh god, get it off me? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Fitting. So uh, Karak kind of walks forward um, with sort of a, a bit of a, a nervous posture to him, looking at the, the two of you, and then uh, holds out one of his, his hands uh, and speaking telepathically says, uh, Hello, my name is Karak Varin. I represent the Starfinder Society. Uh, and you are? Uh, I'm Noemi Domash. Uh, what, what is the Starfinder Society? Oh, uh, I just assumed that you would be aware of us. No, uh, that's, excuse me for my, uh, my incorrect assumption there. Yes, the Starfinder Society is a group of pioneers. We seek to go into the vast and expand the, the knowledge of what's out there. Set drift beacons so that more travelers can explore extend near space and bring the the peace and stability of the packed worlds to the the great vast void and how do you think that gordian solutions will fit into this idea well the starfinder society is involved with quite a lot of operations uh, and freelancers like yourself are are key to our continued success uh, sometimes some of our membership can get into trouble out there in the in the vast and need some assistance or other times we've contact contracted freelancers to act as envoys setting up drift beacons in lightly explored locations or if there's a, a remnants of an ancient civilization people such as yourself can explore a bit more thoroughly uh, forgive my bluntness but is this a lucrative type of position there's always rewards not always monetary but Certainly rewards, nonetheless. Well, we'll keep it in mind, but I'm not sure that Gordian Solutions looks for rewards that are less monetary in nature. Of course, of course, and you would be certainly compensated for what you're doing. But this is not a get-rich-quick scheme that the Starfinder Society is running. Uh, this is a, a piece of great work. Uh, this is not, I'm not here to offer you a job, just to make an introduction more than anything else. Okay, well, here, uh, please take one of our cards. Fantastic. Uh, he does so. Sparks absolutely made business cards, by the way. Oh, I totally did. Okay. Yeah. And he, we had many weeks of not a lot of business, so. <laughs> and of course, here's my, my contact. Uh, if something arises, is there a particular skill set that you have here at Gordian Solutions that we can tailor occupations towards? Well, we have a very good uh, specialization in computers and engineering. Uh, we have a, a fine pilot who could uh, help us out of some situations. So, um, and as you can see here, uh, as she gestures towards Vesk, uh, we also have a bit of muscle. <laughs> ah. And accounting skills. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear any of this. Oh, <laughs> no, the, you, oh sh can yeah. she? Okay, yes, you good. Can, you can broadcast oh. telepathy to multiple okay, good. people. I thought it was just her and I was just standing there. No, you're hearing, oh. hearing quote-unquote, uh, all this as well. 
Um, but if you're both like communicating telepathically at the same time, it just kind of gets muddled like listening to multiple conversations. So he's kind of teleblasting both of you with uh, the conversation. Okay, okay, I don't actually say that then. I'm being a stoic bodyguard. Okay. Uh, you don't have to say You can think it if you want to. Nope. Okay. Sakurok <laughs> uh, says, uh, Excellent, excellent. If uh, something arises, I'll... I'll give you a ring. Like I said, there's always work for the Starfinder Society. Uh, it was lovely to meet you, ladies. And also you. <laughs> Again. Did <laughs> <laughs> you get like a wave of sort of ple- being pleased? Kind of come to you telepathically? Like he's happy with his interaction? His man will sort of do a little snap. And he uh, turns around, gives you a little wave, and then departs from Gordian Solutions. All right, the moment he's out the door and I don't, I'm no longer going telepathic towards him, I'm like, ugh! Uh, ew. <laughs> uh, I'll sort of uh, shift closer to her like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those Sharons give me the creeps. Would we use them for a job ever? If Not if we can help it. Uh-huh. But, you make know. It, make a culture check. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't have trained. Yeah, I, don't have it, I don't have it trained. Oh, no? Okay. Nope. Well, just make an intelligence check then. All right. One. All right, never mind. That's a four. Yeah, it's still pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what kind of check was that? Can I help her intelligence? with Intelligence? Like straight intelligence? Yes. If you have cultures, you can make cultures, but if not, intelligence. I do not have cultures. Okay, make intelligence then. Ooh. <laughs> she also rolled a one. We are some dumb people right now. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing the point, but... Ouch. We both rolled natural ones. That happens sometimes. Uh, we're real dumb about this. <laughs> we were jet lagged from the trip back. Something. This is awful. Towards the center of Absalom Station, not amongst the the greens and towers, but a few levels below, tucked within sort of secret decks and behind ne- some, several numbers of uh, hidden checkpoints. Lycos 9 moves into the the heart of some of the android operations amidst the the station passing along through a a number of uh, post-engineered bodyguards who would rival even his comrade uh, Kerr for pure stature and musculature uh, the sorry, excuse me their weapons they have though partially concealed are no less threatening for uh, their compactness uh, you enter a fairly serene and uh, spartan chamber. In the center of it sits a figure clad in a a simple robe with a highly advanced uh, staff um, made of technology from well beyond the Pact Worlds. Uh, The staff sits across their folded legs uh, and the look of serenity is on their face as you're bid to enter. Uh, Though the bodyguards outside are certainly imposing enough, uh, they do not disturb the Pax's peace within this chamber uh, and would have no expectation that an android such as yourself would wish them any harm. Uh, the Pax's gaze rests on you as you enter. Uh, what do you do? Uh, he kind of like nods, bows respectfully. Um, I come seeking your aid. Uh, recently, we went out amongst the asteroids we discovered this item it was a transmitter of some kind but in trying to figure out exactly how it works it technology eludes us uh, including our 
stalwart mechanic. I came here seeking your aid, whether through your vast stores of knowledge you may be able to help, or put me in contact with another who, through their expertise, can glean some information from this device. And I kind of hold out the transmitter. May I see this device of yours? Yes. And he kind of steps forward and uh, hands the device to it. And you wish me to put this in the hands of one of our number to delve its secrets, or do you wish for a space where you may do it yourself? It is beyond my ability. If one of our number uh, would be able to delve into its secrets, that would be appreciated. Though I advise this took over the minds of uh, the processing power of many mining androids, so if any wish to hook up to it directly, I don't know what the effect might be. The pack says, My child, you have seen the the simians that roam in the the Absalom Station Zoo, leftovers of Lost Golarian. He nods. The robots that you encountered were as close to you as those creatures are to the humans that walk amongst this station. But nevertheless, I will take heed and use appropriate caution to delve the secrets of this device. He nods. Thank you. When we have a an answer for you, you will be contacted. Appreciated. Then he kind of takes his leave. Uh, the Pax bids you uh, safe travels and uh, as you depart. Alright. So I, got, I return to Accordion Solutions. Everyone make uh, wisdom checks real quick. Uh-oh. I am good at this. I'm not. Eight. Not as bad oh, as it could have been. But I rolled another natural 20, so hell yeah. Hey. All right. Nice. 15. 16. 21. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, everyone else, except for uh, August 9, <laughs> uh, with a little, as you get a little bit of downtime, you remember that you wanted to get back in contact with... Briefcase man. Harvest. Yes, Harvest. And uh, as well as you have the the data pad from Garain, mm-hmm. who has an address on Epsilon Station. Oh, uh, yes. I did forget about that. I forget, did we get anything else out of there? It was just the address, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sparks, I'll let you do the honor of returning it. Oh, boy. Just what I always wanted. All right, delivery mission. Here we go. Okay. I'll just uh, go to the address. <laughs> yeah, make a diplomacy check real quick. Well, that's not good. Uh, three. Okay. Found your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that guy. Yeah. He probably meant something to you or something. <laughs> it was probably important. He's dead now. <laughs> okay. Well, Garin is there, and he's appreciative for you returning his uh his lost property. Oh, okay. Um. The conversation's a bit tense, uh-huh. so uh, it's a little awkward. They're like, oh, hey, uh, I thought you were dead. Well, here's your thing back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's pleasant enough. Totally didn't steal your stuff, I promise. Yeah. After a bit of kind of awkward hanging around, he says, well, thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Great. You didn't even give him one of our cards? <laughs> oh, it was stuck to the back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Plus, there's like a digital copy on there now, so like his lock screen is the like <laughs> Guardian Solutions. Yeah, his the the background screen and the lock screen. Yeah. Both. <laughs> like it's seated across all of his social media. Yeah. All right. So Sorry, space social media. Space yeah. social media. Space book. <laughs> oh no. You're welcome. <laughs> Spitter. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work quite as well. Yeah, okay. Please not. Um, so I'll contact uh, Harvest to let him know that we're back in town and that uh, we are available for uh, a um, for business. All right. Well, uh, why don't you meet me in my office this time, uh, and maybe try to be quick about it uh, and see to uh, the address over. All right. Um, I'm gonna take uh, Kerr with me. Obviously, um, is Lycos is at the pack. Oh, he's back now. Oh, okay, Lycos, you're coming with me. Um, Sparks, are you there, or is Sparks delivering the data pad? Uh, no, he's back. He's back. All right, let, the whole gang, the whole kit and caboodle. Let's cool. go. <laughs> All right, so his office is in a bit of like a. It's it's a essentially a dockside district near the near the spaceport. Um, is it in that um, Sixer district? No, but it's not too far off. Okay. It's it's of a similar kind of makeup. Okay. As you, uh, there's like a few people kind of giving the, a lot of you, like keep an eye on you as you pass through. But the heavily armed uh, Vesk in your number kind of shies away too many kind of. Uh, Hard stairs, so you're you're all observed, but none of you are hassled. While we're making our way there, on the off chance that I probably forgot to mention anything to Sparks, uh, I let him know that uh, kind of the gist of what happened when I was with the Pax, just that the device is being investigated, and I will be contacted when anything is learned. Sounds good to me. Hopefully, those guys can crack that thing. They are far superior to us in this. I have no doubt. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. All right, you get to the address and you see a um, the the light over over the door is kind of flickering, um, and make perception checks real quick. Twenty-four. Eighteen. Six. Six. Twenty-four. Okay, so Sparks and Noemi, you both see that the. The door shows signs of uh, a forced impact, and while it's closed, has been kicked in sometime in the past and has not been fixed. Hmm. Be on alert, Kerr. Yes, ma'am. Specifically kicked in, or like... Sm- smashed, smashed in, in some capacity. Something? Yeah. Okay. Forced open. I will knock. I don't think that's useful. <laughs> that's what you do at doors. <laughs> yeah. Problem is somebody else knocked real hard a little while ago. <laughs> is the door even, like, latched? It's it's closed, but not, like, latched. Right. So does her knocking at the door cause it to open? Yeah, it, it kind of it jars in a little bit. Uh, from inside, you hear a voice say, uh, All right, come on in. Harvest? Yeah. You feel a little, like, sort of tickle, and he says, uh, Oh, Noemi, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you made it. Yeah, come on, come on in. I take it he has... Uh, when I see him, I, does he have a broken nose? Yeah, he's been... Badly beaten. Uh, um, it was that, or he needed a Claritin or something. <laughs> you can see uh, one of his antennas kind of cocked at a a rough angle. Um, his both of his eyes are still black, and his nose is kind of 
his beast of like meditate on it and um his face is still uh puffy and, and bruised. You don't look good. Yeah, you don't need to be a, a really really observant to notice that. <laughs> uh Well thanks for kinda of leaving me in the lurch there. Well, you know, something else came up. We can't be everywhere at once. Alright, well how about this then? You do me this this favor and this job, and then we can be back on on good good terms. All right, we- sounds fair. I mean, I didn't know we were on bad terms, but let's get back on better terms. Well, if you had taken the job when you did, the briefcase would have, wouldn't have been my problem anymore. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, it's it, it's been it's become a bit more complicated than it was. A week ago. I can see that. So it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a recovery mission before it's a delivery mission. Some some bad people have the the case, but you seem like you're tough enough to to solve that problem. How bad is bad? Well, they kicked in the door and beat me up until I told them where it was. Fair point. They didn't beat me up bad enough, or I didn't tell them where the transmitter was hidden on the case so finding it shouldn't be a too much of a problem all right so we can still track it yeah and you're gonna need to but quick my employer is uh not too not too patient for this drop but seeing as you're gonna be helping out here and you know i'm a a reasonable individual uh i'm willing to to up the up the payment on this job how much are we talking I'll do it for 8k, and uh, I'll make sure you're properly equipped for the task. I'll throw uh, uh, 15% on the off the uh, the gear you might need. Is uh, of course, assuming of course you buy it from me. Does it look like he's got anything on the shelves or anything like that? Is it a shop? Or are we or even in a shop? You're, yeah, I don't know. You're in a warehouse. A warehouse so okay. um, <laughs> you're in a small. Uh, <laughs> You're in a small like office in the the front of it, mm-hmm. but beyond this little kind of front to it, there's storage beyond. Okay. Um, Aravis described himself as acquisitions specialist pre- right. uh, previously, and uh, despite his beat up frame, uh, he probably still has a all manner of equipment. Okay. Beyond. Does he have a makeshift yellow star plasma cannon? <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> uh, I've got hardware if you if that's what you need. Are we going to be having to hurt people? I sure hope so. That little payback would be very, uh, very well appreciated here. Do you have graphite carbon skin? Uh, I, I can check my ledgers. Uh, but so, how about it? Will you take the deal? Uh, let me uh, speak to my comrades. So I go around. You know, we'll speak step off for a little bit. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, I can telepathically talk to you guys. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. When did that happen? I can always do it. Why did I not know this? Does you know, it come up? Yeah. I don't like to show off. You All know. right, well, it's handy now. <laughs> can we communicate back or no? I don't know. Yes. I don't. Yes. Can you? Okay. Mm-hmm. We just think it should read their mind. Cool. Well, this could get dangerous. No, this well, is maybe, awesome. Also, yeah, you can. I think you can block me from hearing you. Yeah, um, you, like if you're talking to them telepathically, they can speak back to you. While you're kind of, you like sort of maintain the connection. All right. So let's say, what do you guys think? 
Ooh, that feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> we accepted his previous job and then didn't do it. It has put him in the slurge. All I feel right. like we need to. Okay. I do feel like we need more information regarding where it is, who's taken it, why it's important. Maybe not why, but at least more information going in. He's offered to equip us. Let's see what kind of equipment he offers to see, to sort of judge what kind of job this might be. All right. I think finding out the distance seems fair. Sparks. I can't say I'm too excited about the prospect of getting shot at again, but I'll take a good old laser pistol instead of a bunch of zombie crap I don't understand, so sure? All right. So I'll turn to him and say, so how far is this job? Well, the drop point is still out in the vast. Uh, TXL863 Echo, uh, as you may recall, but you, you can treat the destination like near space. That beacon's pretty powerful. And my, my uh, compatriots would like to make sure that we have the equipment that we need before we agree to uh, take on this, this job. What do you need? Weapons? Armor? A little bit of both. Yeah, count it as good. If, you right. get, if I don't have it in stock, I get it for you. All right, seems the, uh, fair. The price of, of failure on this is, is more than the, the cost of the outfitting I'll do for you. All right, it sounds like we have a deal then. Excellent. Tell me what you need, and we'll make it happen. So you will, uh, off-camera, we'll go ahead and equip you guys from Harvest's stores. And uh, so we'll sort of skip ahead to that with you guys taking off towards your destination. So uh, go ahead and some rolling here. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> go team. Brett, you failed us. <laughs> I can't say I didn't think it. <laughs> we're no well, longer to, telepathically. I was going to say, we're not telepathically linked. Uh, you have to yeah. actually say it out loud. With the beacon coordinates for the, the case, you set the drift engine and you can expect a, a five-day journey. Um, you were told that uh, don't worry about going easy on them. The case can take it. And as you uh, emerge from the drift... Uh, back to real space. Uh, immediately, your new and improved sensors pick up a uh, a trio of contacts, a uh, a small cutter and a pair of fighter escorts. There's a ping back from them as their sensors pick you up as well, uh, and you detect them uh, charging shields and weapons. Uh, and that is where we will end for tonight. Ooh, space uh -oh. battle! Space battle! So, thank you once again for joining us for this fourth episode of the Die by the Dice podcast. I uh, hope you're having a good time as much listening to it as we are making it. So if you are, please go ahead and let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Die by the Dice, Die by the Dice at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Sp uh, Stitcher, not Spotify, but Stitcher. And uh, of course, our RSS feed is through our uh, SoundCloud and on iTunes. So pretty much most, where most people get their podcasts, you will find us there. Uh, tell your friends, that would, or a single friend, or tell your enemy, if they want to, if you want them to waste all their time listening to great podcasts instead of actively assaulting you or doing whatever makes them your enemy. Look, I'm just tell people about it. We appreciate it. Of course, I'm winging it. No, this I was, is obviously scripted. I always wing these outros. I I wing them so as, or I script them so as it seems like they're being winged. But uh, long story short, tail. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.